Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, March 22nd. In today's news, a Saudi prince says the president's son-in-law is in his pocket. Facebook CEO says he's willing to testify before Congress. And the White House is hopping mad at Mississippi's Republican governor. But first, the big idea. Congress has reached a deal to improve background checks, but won't give President Trump the money he wants for his wall. Congressional leaders last night unveiled a $1.3 trillion spending deal that will fund the federal government through the end of September. As part of the package, Republicans will get a $78 billion increase in defense spending and Democrats get a $52 billion increase in domestic spending. Both sides disregarded the austerity budget proposed by Trump. We're still dissecting the 2,232-page bill, which was negotiated behind closed doors and must pass before Friday at midnight to avert another shutdown. It looks like it will. But here's what we do know. On the wall, Trump wanted $25 billion of funding for the project guaranteed over the next few years. He only gets $1.6 billion to construct defenses on the U.S.-Mexico border, and most of that money is earmarked for very specific projects that would have likely happened under any president. The biggest catch is this. The barriers authorized to be built under the act must be operationally effective designs that were already used as of last March, meaning none of Trump's big, beautiful wall prototypes can be built. Because of this, Trump nearly derailed the carefully negotiated deal yesterday. He brought Paul Ryan over to the White House and Mitch McConnell dialed in over speakerphone and he berated them for not getting more money for the wall. They told him he was getting the money at a level the White House had been signaling until yesterday was acceptable. On gun control, the new spending bill includes what's called the Fix Nix Act, which improves the background check system by incentivizing states and federal agencies to share more records for the national database that keeps track of these things. This might have prevented the massacre at a church last year in Sutherland Springs, Texas, which is why Senator John Cornyn of Texas, the number three in GOP leadership, led the fight to get it in. But many loopholes in the background check system remain. Democrats also got a win by inserting language that allows the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to conduct research into gun violence. These incremental reforms, though, will take political pressure off Republicans to take up a standalone gun control bill later this year. As tens of thousands of protesters descend on Washington this weekend to agitate for stricter gun laws, GOP lawmakers will be able to point to this, the stronger background checks and the CDC rider, to inoculate themselves from attacks that they've done nothing in response to the Florida school shooting. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, two alarming stories broke overnight about the influence of foreign governments over members of Trump's inner circle. The Intercept reports that Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman recently bragged that Jared Kushner is, quote, in his pocket. The president's son-in-law even communicates directly with the crown prince via WhatsApp, an encrypted application that can't be intercepted by the U.S. intelligence community. In late October, Kushner made an unannounced trip to Riyadh, which caught some U.S. intelligence officials off guard. He met with Crown Prince Mohammed, and after that meeting, the crown prince told confidants that Kushner discussed the names of Saudis who were disloyal to him. Kushner apparently gained that information, super sensitive information, about Saudi Arabia's evolving political situation from the president's daily brief, 
which he read voraciously until he was stripped of his top-secret security clearance last month. In other news, George Nader, the United Arab Emirates advisor who is now cooperating with special counsel Bob Mueller's probe, worked for more than a year to turn Republican National Committee Deputy Finance Chairman Elliot Broidy into an instrument of influence for Gulf rulers. Hundreds of pages of correspondence between the two men that were obtained by the New York Times reveal an effort to cultivate Trump on behalf of the UAE and Saudi Arabia. The two men talked about pushing Trump to remove Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State and back a more confrontational approach to both Iran and Qatar. Nader tempted the fundraiser with the prospect of more than $1 billion in contracts for his private security company, and he already helped deliver deals worth more than $200 million with the UAE. Number two, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg made his first comments since the story broke last weekend that the political marketing firm Cambridge Analytica got access to information on more than 50 million users. Zuckerberg vowed Facebook would audit thousands of apps to prevent future incidents. He said the social media company will give users easier access to tools to manage how their data is being used and shared. He also said he'd consider testifying before Congress about the problems. ABC News reports that Mueller has been studying the links between Cambridge Analytica, the Trump campaign, and the RNC. His team has met with several digital experts who worked for the RNC during the campaign for closed-door interviews. Number three, Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant has appointed State Agriculture and Commerce Commissioner Cindy Hyde-Smith to succeed the retiring Republican Senator Thad Cochran, who has health problems. The decision was made despite strong objections from the White House. Aides to Trump called Bryant and tried to get him to appoint himself. They said that Hyde Smith was a Democrat until about a decade ago, and they're concerned that she won't be able to defeat her far-right challenger, Chris McDaniel, in November. They're worried the seat will wind up falling into the Democrats' hands as a result. But Bryant told the White House that Hyde Smith is a very strong retail campaigner, and while she may be unknown in D.C., she's pretty popular in Mississippi. She will be the state's first female senator and will bring the number of women in the Senate to 23, a new high. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, March 22nd. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.